0: We would like to lead you to the scripture today from the book of Philippians that speaks of knowing the risen Christ. I'm Julie, this is Rocío, this is Joy, and this is Aster. We are part of the memorization group that meets monthly. Philippians 2, 5 to 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, um, being in very nature God, did not consider himself equality with God, something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and every and everyone confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2:12 to 13. Therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed not only in my presence but much now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Philippians 1, 9 to 11. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more, um, that, your, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and may be Blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God.
1: Philippians three ten to fourteen. I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so, somehow, somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived in my goal. But I press on to take hold of that, for which... Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But the one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. And this is the word of God.
2: Would you join me in a prayer? Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, you have been exalted to the highest place. You have been given a name that is above every name. You have conquered death. When any enemy comes against you now, looking for battle, you need not fight longer, for you have won the victory. And when we who belong to you face battles, we know that we overcome by you, the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimonies, not shrinking from death. Lord Jesus Christ, you have authority over this part of your body. Exercise your authority not simply powerfully, not simply generally, but personally for you made each of us and you know us by name. You know us better than we know ourselves. So awaken us to see you clearly and submit to how you want to work in our lives in this moment of eternity. For the praise of your glory only. Amen. On this Easter morning, I want to speak on behalf of the memorization group about the real joys from knowing the risen Christ. Many of you here know these joys. Some of you will be hearing them and are hearing of them for the first time. These are real joys. They are possible joys. As some of you know, we have welcomed all of you who are able to participate in this monthly memorization group, one of the many small groups in this church. This group gathers around Jesus every fourth Thursday from 3.30 to 5 by reading, discussing, memorizing, and responding to what we learn about Jesus from the Bible since the fall we have been focused on the New Testament book of Philippians and we have done so in a manner whereby we have welcomed the work of the Holy Spirit to enable us to experience these real many joys from knowing the risen Christ with the hope that the Spirit of God would expand your joy in Jesus this Easter morning I would like to share four of these real joys with you from the passages that this group has just shared with you first the real joy that comes from a deepening understanding of Christ's coming second the real joy that comes from being united with Christ from Christ living in us. And third, the real joy that comes from practicing the same mindset, the same attitude of Christ in all our relationships, especially in the most difficult ones. And finally, the real joy that comes from taking hold of Christ's life as the pattern for our lives today, no matter what our situation, no matter what our vocation, no matter what challenges we are facing in the course of a day. For some of you, these real joys might sound like impossible impossibilities but Paul clearly writes this letter with the belief that these joys might be experienced by us now he uses the word joy 16 times in this letter even more Paul writes saying to these Christians that he is quote confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So on behalf of the memorization group, I am eager to share some of these real joys we discovered that the Spirit of God works in each of us to experience of the risen Christ. First, Let me speak of this real joy that comes from a deepening understanding of Christ's coming. The Holy Spirit deepened this real joy in us as we savored the words of one of the oldest hymns of the Christian church, Philippians 2, verse 5 through 11. I will not sing this hymn for you. Instead, I want to invite you to savor this hymn, to relish this hymn, the words with me, so that the Holy Spirit might awaken the same joy in you. From this hymn, we are deepened in our understanding of who Jesus is, of what he came to do, and what are the results of his coming. Who is Jesus? Who, being in very nature God, truly, Jesus is fully God. He is the full radiance of our triune God, displaying completely the same qualities of God that the Father and the Holy Spirit also display. And what did he come to do? We read, He did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. The glory or the radiance of the oneness that Jesus has with the Father and with the Holy Spirit is not something that Jesus kept to himself to possess for himself. Our triune God shared this glory with us when they created us in his image. Yet our sin caused us to fall short of the glory of God. So Jesus set aside his glory to bring us back into God's glory. In John 17, Jesus prays just before his death. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. And then he continues in prayer. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Truly, Jesus came so that we might be restored to live in God's glory for the praise of God's glory. The hymn continues by taking the very nature of a servant being made in... Oh, back. Being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, fully God and yet fully human, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Jesus came to earth to serve, to seek, and to save the lost. In doing so, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And look at the results of this act of demonstrated sacrificial love by Jesus. God exalted him to the highest place. He gave him a name above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The hymn sings of the real joy that the Holy Spirit produces in us from a deepening understanding of Christ's coming. As the Holy Spirit awakened this real joy in us, we found ourselves overflowing with love for Jesus, praying as Paul prays in Philippians 1, 9 through 11. And this is my prayer. and praise of God. Let me continue with a few more real joys. The Holy Spirit empowered us to know about our risen Christ which are for all of us to experience. Let me look at the next one, the real joy from being united with Christ, from being united in Christ from Christ in us. Just before sharing the hymn we just considered, Paul writes, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, Jesus does not save us to be distant He is present always. He unites himself with us. He unites those who receive him with him. Jesus remains in us by the Holy Spirit so that we might remain in him. There is real joy from this ongoing, intimate, lasting relationship with Jesus. Paul speaks of this real joy in this passage. We shared together as a memorization group the encouragement we have from this relationship, the comfort we have from this love, the fellowship we have from the Spirit's work in our lives, the tenderness and compassion that the Spirit grows in us toward Christ and others. The Holy Spirit produces in us shared encouragements, shared comforts, shared fellowship, shared tenderness, and shared compassion from our relationship with Jesus, from our union with Christ. Many of you have experienced these encouragements. What a joy! What a grace that God has given us in this community that we can so often share these encouragements, these comforts, this tenderness in our relationships together. These are real joys. Let me continue with a third real joy. The real joy That the Spirit empowers us to practice the same mindset, the same attitude of Christ in all our relationships, especially the most difficult ones it was not surprising to us that after savoring the real joy that the Spirit produces in us from deepening understanding of Christ's coming, and after sharing some of the encouragements and comforts the Spirit produces from the real joy of being united with Christ, from Christ in us, we would be challenged with the real joy to practice the same mindset, the same attitude of Christ in all our relationships. Paul writes, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Such an attitude Such a mindset is impossible in our own strength. Paul makes it clear, however, that the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, growing our relationship with Jesus, empowers us to display the same attitude that led Jesus to choose to be a suffering servant, to save us, when we were yet dead in our sins, when we were yet enemies of God. We shared together how radical such a mindset, such an attitude is. Imagine this mindset and this attitude in you, in your school, in workplace, neighborhood, and family. We prayed for one another, that the Holy Spirit would empower us and enable us to practice this real joy in our daily relationships, especially in the most difficult ones. There is yet one more real joy we tasted that I want to share with you. It is the real joy that comes from taking hold of Christ's life as the pattern for our lives today, no matter what our situation, no matter what our vocation, no matter what our circumstances, no matter what challenges we face, as we savored Christ's coming shared encouragements from being united with Christ, expressed the desire that his attitude would shape all our relationships, we found ourselves desiring what Paul desired, to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. Paul writes in Philippians 3, verse 10 through 12, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. We acknowledged that as Jesus grows our relationship with him, the Holy Spirit makes us more and more willing to take hold of Christ's life as the pattern for our lives today. No matter what our situation, no matter where we work or go to school, no matter what are the challenges we face. None of us felt that we had obtained this. However, we prayed that Jesus would do in all of us this aspect of the work he promises to complete in us. A short time ago, I said that I wanted to speak on behalf of the memorization group about the real joys that come from knowing the risen Christ. The real joy that comes from deepening understanding of Christ's coming. The real joy that comes from being united with Christ, united in Christ, from Christ in us. The real joy whereby the Spirit empowers us to practice the same mindset, the same attitude of Christ in all our relationships, and the real joy that comes from taking hold of Christ's life as the pattern for our lives today, no matter what our situation, our vocation, or the challenges we face. Whatever your spiritual starting point is this morning, our prayer is that the Spirit of God is working in you in such a way that you are beginning to know this real joy, that you are beginning to have the desire to live this real joy, that the Holy Spirit is empowering you to practice this real joy in Jesus. There are many small groups at First Alliance Church and other gatherings around Jesus, every one to which you are welcome, whereby the Holy Spirit might grow your joy in Jesus that you might share and learn with others. As well, starting a week from Monday, April twenty-nine. As mentioned, we will begin a 40-day time of prayer in preparation for Pentecost, shaped with daily opportunities for private prayer through the Gospel of Luke, as well as the three morning times to gather with others for prayer from 7 to 8 on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday in a manner that even those of you that have never prayed before with others might feel welcome and comfortable. We will share more of this next Sunday. Such prayer may also be helpful to you. There is no greater joy than knowing the risen Christ. There is no greater joy than knowing the risen Christ. May God lead each of us to know this joy for the praise of his glory only.